2: All right, let's go hour number two on this Friday. We hope you're having a great Friday. It is Cinco de Mayo. Please be careful out there tonight. Obviously a big drinking holiday. Have a good one. Make sure you do it safely, though. Uh, get your ride shares, get your cabs, get your DDs figured out tonight. We hope you have a good one. It's Chad and Zay. And we're on the road today on a Friday. We are at the Mullet Open. Bucky, nice enough to invite us out once again Did the show out here last year at the it Open. And thank goodness this wonderful room with the air conditioning is here. Because I'm told back in the day it was a little hot doing a show out here. But it's been great today. Uh, I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. Our man Jack Farrell is on this end. Cameron Parker is on that end, making sure everything is smooth at the studio. He's going to fire up some tunes for us. And we've been talking about a lot of different things today. Obviously, the Longhorn family continuing to mourn the loss of Lance Blanks today, dead at the age of 56. His family uh, and the Longhorn family are going to be dealing with that this weekend. We certainly send our thoughts out to everybody. Um, I thought of so many different people, uh, including uh, uh, the, kind of the obvious in terms of the sports connections. You think of Travis Mays, you think of Joey Wright, you think of Coach Penders and all those guys that, uh, that know Lance. But we've also talked about plenty of the people around the NBA, around basketball uh, that know Lance Blanks. Uh, we've talked about that. Just a horrible story yesterday. Uh, out of nowhere, uh, you know, at obviously, at the age of 56, uh, just dying way too soon. It's a horrible story. And uh, as soon as the more details come out from the family, I'm sure we'll learn a little bit more. but right now it's about that family, and um, you know, if you know somebody. That uh, that was connected to Lance Blanks. Reach out to him and um, you know tell him tell him that you're thinking about him today. Lance was an absolutely special special guy. He'll never be forgotten in uh, in Longhorn basketball uh, terms. We've talked about that uh, coming up at two o'clock. We'll talk to Jeff Ketchum of Orange Bloods. Ketch not only has been uh, running Orange Bloods for a long time, but he grew up in Austin and he absolutely remembers BMW. I saw him commenting on on Lance. We'll ask him about uh, Lance Blanks and it's he's one of those guys that. Zay, just like a lot of other people have said, every th- I think the way Ketch phrased it was everything he ever asked of Lance Blanks, Lance Blanks never said no. Mm-hmm. It was like if he ever needed a piece of information, if he needed help on something, if he needed whatever it was, Lance was just ready to help.
0: Yeah, yeah. He went not big time you. He's just a hell of a man. And again, just his passion for the game of basketball. Somebody who loves basketball as much as myself, I marveled that of him, and just staying around the game from, you know, being on campus with Longhorn Network, being a GM, and a scout, and a former player in the NBA, and all the relationships that he developed over the years, it's very sad what happened to him yesterday, Mm. and yeah, CB, I appreciate you, you know, CB, he's always going to hold it down, he's me a clip of Timmy Allen paying homage to Lance Blakes on that nasty nice. half court shot that he hit against Xavier this year, and he hit that monkey that Lance. The monkey did. from Johnny the Bravo. From Johnny Bravo. That Lance. Hit. We should call it the Lance. The, Lan- it's the it's Lance. It. It's his. I've now, never seen him before. Yeah. Until that's a Johnny Bravo, and Lance was doing that way before Bravo even came out. So. And
2: let's face it, Lance Blanks at Texas. A little bit leaner and meaner when it comes to the body than Johnny Bravo. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm. Johnny
2: was a little too wide up top. Yeah,
0: yeah. A Johnny, top heavy. Johnny, uh, <laughs> Johnny's probably in prison right now. No, he had <laughs> problems. He had problems.
2: <laughs> There's no doubt. Yeah, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen today. <laughs> they could not make that cartoon today, kids. There's a lot of cartoons I grew up with that they would never be able to make today. That's one you grew up with that they couldn't make today. Yo,
0: because you hear Adult Swim, which that's Cartoon Network's adult little station that they have on the channel after hours when the kids should be asleep. But that was just on straight-up Cartoon Network, like 3 o'clock p.m. stuff. Mm -hmm, Johnny Bravo, back-to-back episodes, him just harassing women like (laughs) it was nothing.
2: Yeah. You wonder, Sober. You wonder why the uh, young fourth graders back then were having a little trouble interacting with the ladies. Might have been Johnny. Might be Johnny's influence. All right. Uh, rest in peace to the great Lance Blanks. Uh, that certainly is a part of the show today. We're also talking about the basketball going on in the NBA. Of course, something that I know Lance loved so much. One other quick Lance Blank story. I remember when Daniel Gibson went to Cl- went to Cleveland. All through his run as a GM, it was either Brian Jones or Kevin Dunn or Trey or whoever it was that had the connection. They'd come to me and say, hey, you want to get Lance Blanks on to talk about it? And I'm like, he's going to talk to us? He's going to take time out of his day as an NBA GM. And he would do it because it was Austin. Mm -hmm. Because it was Austin and because it was the Texas Connections and these guys that he knew, um, it was incredible. I remember talking to him about Gibson when they drafted him. Wow. He was just willing to come on and talk. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible guy. All right. So we talked about Golden State beating LA like they stole something. And if you haven't heard this pattern that is developed in the NBA, here it is. The last 16 times in the NBA that a home team lost game one, they have come back to win game two. 16 and 0 in those last 16 situations. So that's another reason we were kind of leaning towards Golden State, but you just felt like they were not going to let. The Lakers go up 2-0. So they didn't do that. Tonight we get two more series going. One of them is Boston and Philly. uh, And a one-all series as Boston uh, did exactly that, bouncing back in game two and blowing Philly away. Now we're in Philadelphia. So tonight, Zay, let's start with the trophy, and we'll get to James Harden in a second. But tonight is trophy night for Joel Embiid. The emotion will be there. The crowd's going to give him the love. They may bring. They may even roll that bell out and start ringing that thing. Uh, so that emotion should be big for Philly. You think it carries him to a win tonight, or do you think Boston
0: found something in game two? I think Boston found something in game two. Joel Embiid, he's still figuring out his rhythm with his leg injury playing serious playoff basketball. Like, it's different trying to figure out your rhythm in the regular season and it's free-flowing. Now, when the refs are, you know – aren't calling as much, and you're allowed to be a lot more physical, can you adapt going into game three, where in game two, Joe Mazzulla and the Seas, they really took advantage of him coming back and the ball not being in James Harden's hands as much, or Tyrese Maxey not being able to push it up the court full speed, that fast pace, kind of running horn-style tempo yep. that he likes to play with. Now Joel Embiid is taking all those touches and getting double-teamed, so it's a different style of play. And if he's not 100%, which he's not, then it's going to be problematic because Missoula, like I said early on, you're going to have to start playing Robert Williams more than Al Horford. Al Horford, he hit a big three in game two, and he yelled, and I think it was 50 to 38, and they called the timeout. It was a big moment, but that was the only three he hit. He went one for eight. One foot eight from the three point line. He's been awful from three. His defense has been decent, but Robert Williams just gives you a little bit more, especially with the matchup with Joel Embiid. So, uh, CeCe just walked in the building. Look
2: at that. Look at golf CeCe. I like this <laughs> I now. like that blue. Telling you yeah. what? Oh, uh, he said he's playing. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, he's getting carried. Yeah. He's having more fun than playing good golf, probably. <laughs> That's usually the way it is at stuff like this. Yeah, but,
0: yeah. you know, I, I just think that Jason Tatum, he ain't going to have seven points again. That's not going to happen. Now you got Brogdon. He's being aggressive. We know Jalen Brown, what he could do. And then all the defenders, like I've been saying, the Celtics have the best guard defenders in the NBA, and they're going to make life hell for you all game where – One guy doesn't have to stay on James Harden so they could get rest. We saw in game two it was Jalen Brown to set the tone. Then it went to Derek White for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Then it went to Marcus Smart. Then it went to Malcolm Brogdon. And those guys just kind of interchanged on who got to check James. So when you're seeing – Though that many bodies, and they're all good, and they're all different, it's hard to adjust to. And, you know, in game one, James didn't have to worry about getting Joel beat involved. He didn't have to worry about, oh, big man needs his touches. He could go back to his old style and say, no, I could just go for mine and do what I'm used to doing. And... I I think that this version of style that the the Sixers play against the Celtics, I don't think it's working out too good. I don't think it is going to work out too good. So you
2: don't think there's a way to kind of meet in the middle where somewhere between game one and two where James Harden does need to be aggressive in terms of offense, but also gets Embiid involved? You don't think there's a there's a way to do that?
0: Yeah, I do. I think. Patrick Reed has played well these last – Paul Reed, excuse me. Paul Reed has played Dude, well Dude,
2: Patrick Reed guys. in this series would be awesome. <laughs> low post presence. Come on. Actually, he's uh, lost a little yeah, yeah, weight. My bad, yeah, my bad. Yeah, he lost a little weight. Else, but, yeah.
0: yeah, Paul Reed in game one, he was really good. And he's, he's a different player than Joel Embiid because he doesn't expect the ball. He could just play off guys like James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, to where Joel Embiid, when he gets the ball, he'll hold it for like 10 seconds. And just look around right. and wait for the double team to come, or he'll catch him and make his move. And again, he's not a hundred percent, and they want him to get a rhythm. That's what Doc Rivers wants. They don't want to take him out of the philosophy for offense. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. The guy's the MVP of the league, but him not being a hundred percent against this type of team with the firepower that they have on the offensive end it's a dangerous game that they're dealing with and the, the Celtics game one I think they just took the gas off the pedal or you know and knowing that Joel Embiid's not there they weren't locked in now they are I think it can get ugly
2: all right so that's Boston and Philly tonight 6 30 everything's ESPN tonight 6 30 before we leave that series let's get the update you gave me earlier on James Harden in Vegas so uh, James Harden goes to Vegas for, was it, three days
0: before the series started? Something like that? Um, I feel like he was there. Maybe a day like, or so? Yeah, I felt like he was there for longer, but maybe not.
2: They had three days off, yeah. I guess is what right, it is. right, Okay, right, right. So give everybody the update here because I'm uh, fairly confused by
0: this. So it's funny because now they want to know – What's up with James Harden in Vegas? Nobody asked Doc Rivers this question after game one when he had 45 points because it wouldn't make sense. But when you only have 12 in game two, now people are going to start going back to what he did last week. And Doc Rivers was asked about James Harden being in Vegas, and he said James called me before he went, and I was like, so what? Do it. Dennis Rodman went to Vegas. They asked me about it, and I said, we had three days off. I told him to do whatever they want. He's a grown man. I didn't care. Oh, dear Lord. That's not what you're supposed to say, Doc.
2: Doc really doesn't understand the difference between Rodman on the Bulls and this. We talked about it the other day. Dennis Rodman, in terms of importance on that Bulls team versus what James Harden is for this team. Zay, I understand. Basketball, especially in the NBA. I understand it's controlled by players. And it always kind of has been, even throughout my time watching the NBA. Stories all the way back to Magic Johnson getting somebody fired, Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan maybe doing this. I get it. Do we say no anymore in the NBA? The star player comes to the coach and says – Now, by the way, let's give Steve Kerr credit. At least when the star player came to a coach and said, Hey, can I go watch Michael Jordan pass (laughs) – Kareem, I know we've got games, but I just love Michael. At least Steve Kerr went. Um, no, dude, we're not doing that. Yeah, Draymond want to go watch LeBron. I still or LeBron. I'm sorry, that. we are not going to do that. Oh but in, in this case, the star player says, "Hey." Uh, I was thinking of going to Vegas for a day or so. Is that cool? And then Doc Rivers may have actually said back to him, well, you know, Dennis Rodman went to Vegas, so yeah, go ahead, do what you want. We got time off.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, it's kind of like he knew who he was going to war with. When they made that trade, Ben Simmons for James Harden and all those other picks and stuff, he knew he who he was getting. And some guys, they need that for their psyche. They need, you know, just a different outlet, outlet to, you know, calm them down, even if it's somewhere as ridiculous as Vegas at this point of time. Like, I know you always talk about the Cowboys and those guys. That oh, locations. God. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Back in the playoffs and stuff. Of. And it is – I would never do it. I would never even consider it. Like, you, you're you going to have time off, James. You're going to have yes. time off. and. Vegas is so far from Philly, too. It's not like – like, if you went to Atlantic City, cool. Like, go to Atlantic City. Go to New York City.
2: Thank you. You're in Philadelphia. Everybody think in your mind how far that is from Vegas. I understand it's it's a flight and all that stuff, but that is a long, long way. During the NFL season. When the Patriots have a break, Bill Belichick goes on a boat, but he goes on his boat right there. Mm -hmm. You don't hear about him in Hawaii on a boat, Cabo San Lucas on a boat. He's not in Cancun on a boat. He's got a boat, and he might go out for the afternoon to clear his head. If James Harden was at some club within 100 miles of where he works, I'm not going to rip him. But going all the way to Vegas, like that to me is that's the bridge too far. That's where the head coach needs to say, no, let's think up other options for you to clear your head.
0: But you're also thinking like, okay, this is James Harden, age 33. He should know the circumstances. We're in the playoffs. He's one of our best players. I'm not going to have to worry about this fool being on TMZ. Sure enough, right. We got that footage too. of him slapping the old boy,
2: yeah, see by his
0: hands in his face and then just giving him a little love tap and now we're talking about
2: it, but my concern wouldn't have even been that, say it would have been you know this as well as anybody. Vegas is a town where if anybody goes, if you go to Vegas or I go to Vegas, oh, we blend. Because it's a nut house. Yeah. James Harden doesn't blend in Vegas. Nah. James Harden's really famous. James Harden is walking around with that beard. Not if he shaved his beard, he would. But James Harden rocking that beard is going to be noticed like that.
0: Yeah, it's an iconic beard. I think he'd be noticed more than Steph would. Yes. Steph would just be a normal light skinned dude. I he, agree. He might do a double take or so I'm like, is that who I think it is? But James Harden, you'd pick him out of a, like, Where's Waldo easily. Yeah,
2: he'll get noticed everywhere. So, yeah, that part of it I did not understand. Uh, but there you go. There's your update on Harden in Vegas. He got the okay from his head coach, to do that. Uh, The other quick story, Zay, off the floor. Let's talk about Milwaukee firing Mike Budenholzer two years after they win the title. Um, Does this have a little bit of player power to it, or do you think there's something else?
0: Um, I think it's something else. I don't think he got a fair stint. This is kind of BS. I don't know what's going on up there in the cheese land, but...
2: Because the Freak did have that line after they lost about that they should have done this and we should have defended this way, and I asked to be the, de- the guy to cover uh, Jimmy Butler and he wouldn't let me and that kind of stuff. So some are some are thinking maybe Giannis... Not that Giannis did it, but that Giannis was not thrilled with his coach.
0: Well, if the Freak didn't get hurt, I don't think we're talking about this. The Bucks are still playing, mm-hmm. and Bluenholzer still has a job. He got hurt. That changed the series. And Chris Middleton... He was a big reason why, too. He hasn't been that same Chris Middleton that we saw in 2021, you know. And Drew Holiday, now he has more responsibility that he shouldn't have to take, even though he's a hell of a two-way player. They needed him to be an it guy, and he's not an it guy. So um, when you lose to an AFC, that looks bad but we got to understand what took place from the injuries to Chris Middleton's injuries and all the crap that they went through. Uh, I mean, somebody has to take the blame and I guess it's Boone
2: So I'll just ask you as a guy who follows this league, does somebody need a coach right now? Cause I figured that's a highly respected name from the pop tree. That's got a ring. I'm assuming somebody's interested at minimum to make him an assistant, right?
1: Oh yeah.
0: Oh, he's going to find the gig. He'll have a gig if he wants it. Yeah. The, Other question is, who wants that Milwaukee job? That's That's the huge question because – if you have Giannis on your team, you're a contender. Again, if he didn't get injured, those boys still be playing. So I I know Nick Nurse is out there. He got let go by the Raptors. Oh,
2: that's interesting idea. Yeah. A, here's a text sorry, on my man, phone. I just
0: take the Houston job, so
2: that's not an option. Here's a text on my phone, Zay, from an S. Van Gundy. That Stop, looking don't, for a, hell a, no, 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 Are you sure? No. Because he's interested no, in it. No. No? Okay, all right. No, he <laughs> –
1: and I, knew, I want I to that. like him. I knew that. We could I hear.
0: want to like him. He is such a hater. He really is. All he does is hate on air. I'm like, dog, can you have anything good to say about anybody when you call these games? And then you see his brother and his brother, who also is a hater, but it's a different way of hating. And Mark Jackson. Yeah, but Jeff
2: Van Gundy will take moments where all of a sudden he just becomes this focused in positive. Yeah. He'll find positives, too. He
0: will. And Mark Jackson's helped a lot with that. Yeah. he'll go. And I think it's just a coach thing. Like Mark Jackson, him being a player in the league, he's a really good – he does a really good job of, okay, I was a coach, so I get it from this aspect, but I was a player in the NBA for a long time, like, mm-hmm. fifth, uh, like fifth in assist all time. I get both sides, which makes them a little bit more objective. So sometimes those Van Gundys, they just go straight coach mode. It's just straight coach mode where all they want to do is talk about what went wrong instead of talking about what went right on the other side. Uh I'm like, come on, guys. But, (laughs) nah, after his little stint in New Orleans, he was only there one year. People forget that. Like, he was just in New Orleans a couple of seasons ago.
2: Dude, I forgot he was even there.
0: One season. Just one year. One season. And everybody was like, nah, this ain't it.
2: It's a job where you move pretty quick. Not a lot of guys usually stick around for 10 or 15 years in the NBA. Only a select few do. Budenholzer is now out in Milwaukee. That'll be interesting to see who's going to be the next guy to go in there and coach Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday. Look
0: at all the coaches that have won championships in the recent years that are no longer those coaches. Yep. Frank Vogel won that bubble championship with the Lakers. I don't even know where he's at. Uh, What about Vogel for Milwaukee? That one, if he's out there, not, that wouldn't be too bad. I want to say he had a job. Before Maybe I don't know. That, okay. I don't know. Um, Nick Nurse.
2: Nurse, you mentioned Nurse. Not in, not in Toronto anymore. They just got rid of him. They got rid of him. And now Budenholzer
0: in Milwaukee. Yeah. So if Steve Kerr didn't play with Jordan, who knows? Who knows what would have happened if they lost to LeBron in 2016? Who knows?
2: Wow. So I'm just saying. Just only the way, coach, just the way the
0: path it has been.
2: So the only coach that's won a title the last what? Five, six years, it's still got his job as Kerr.
0: Yeah, and he's won a ton. He's right, never yeah. going to get fired. <laughs> yeah, like, true. He's good. He's like Spo and Pop. They'll and the other is
2: Spolstra, right? Spolstra. Yeah, Spolstra. Old, that uh, goes like, all the way back like to 2013 LeBron. is the yeah, last they Yeah, that goes all the way won. back there, yeah. yeah. Obviously, we've got coaches between there. All right, so uh, there you go. NBA tonight, 6.30, Boston and Philly. And then we'll also talk Denver and Phoenix coming up. Denver's up 2-0 if they win tonight. Obviously, that is a wrap. Uh, effectively. That's a 9 o'clock start. Just put it on ESPN tonight for the NBA. Up next, we'll get you a Flex 30 segment. Baseball playoffs got started last night, and Zay's Bowie, Bulldogs, got off to a good start with a win. We'll tell you what happened and who was a big reason why. Plus, our man Cameron Parker, producing today, he called that Round Rock game last night. We'll tell you how the Dragons did as well. Stay with us. We're at the Mullet Open out here at the Hyatt Lost Pines in Bastrop. And this is the Horn. Oh, man, I haven't heard this song in a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chad and Zay on a Friday. We're at Bastrop for the Mullet Open. Cameron Parker's jamming this one. Zay, you want to give one, this two, one a two, shot? Three,
0: you so fine, I really make is this you, too? Who is this?
2: Wow, that is a wild guess. It is not you too. I think. All right, all right, wait. I think I know this one. It's not a massive name. It's it's not a massive a, name. It is not a big time name. No. It's a band that had a run. This may probably not maybe. This is the biggest hit they had. I don't know what much else there was. So this oh, may be considered on, a Chad. one. They had a few, right? I think if I've got it, if I know, if I've got the band right, they had a couple.
0: Hit cam.
1: Uh, Australian band. I think they had a recording studio in Austin. Uh, the. Hmm.
0: Now, yeah, Cam, your hints are like the spelling bee. It hits. does have some
2: tough hints. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> All right, so, is well, it mean, called? Are you? Is it called? Are you gonna be my girl? By the way, is that the name of correct. the song? That is the name, right? Okay, so my guess is like
0: I remember this for the iPod commercial.
2: Oh yeah, no, it was huge. And the only word I have in my head is Jet. So it's either Jet or the Jets. Something you got it right? Like, I, it's Jet. It's Jet. Yeah. Okay. I don't. Ask, I think it's that iPod commercial is why I remember it.
0: That's why I remember it too.
2: God, that was a. Was it a? I can't remember if it was a girl they had dancing to that or a guy. That it's was like a, multiple people. An infectious commercial You're right. They had multiple commercials. Yeah, commer- yeah it's like
0: all the colors and yeah, stuff. So good. Yeah.
2: Jet, Ludicrous, and Led Zeppelin today. Yeah, I
0: know people are killing
2: me for from that. Cameron YouTube. Parker.
0: No. My bad, y'all.
2: <laughs> it's not a big deal that you didn't know it was Jet. They're probably on you that you guessed U two. But you know what? You played something yesterday that I guessed was U two, so we've both done it. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's you're fair. fine. That's no, no problem yeah. at all. The way, way you know Chet's supposed to know you two way more than me. Yeah.
1: The way Chad said uh, that's a, would you say crazy guess, like the... This appointment in your voice, chat was incredible. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: I just knew if there was a U2 fan out there, they were not going to be happy with that guest. That's not going to work out well. Cam, well. this is
0: why we do the album reviews, so both of us could get cultured I on love it. genres that we're not used yeah, to listening to. I love to. it. So me saying U2, people shouldn't be that surprised. Like, I'm being put on new game, new music that I don't listen to on the reg, so I'm going to have one of those yeah. from time to time.
2: As of this week, Zay can tell you about sweet emotion, and my get-up-and-go must have got up and went. Yeah. And I can tell you about woo-ah, woo-ah, got that's you all in that's check. That's not it. That's not it. <laughs> it's it's uh, woo-ha. Uh, woo-ha. I'm sorry. Woo-ha. <laughs> woo-ha. I got you all
0: in check. Okay, that makes me feel so much better for my YouTube guests. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) See, I I, I can always make it better. I appreciate it. Don't
2: worry. If you feel like a dork, I can always go further than you ever dreamed of. All right, uh, more music coming from Cameron Parker throughout the show. Uh, Jeff Ketchum of Orange Bloods coming up at 2.05. We'll talk some Longhorn stuff with him. And, by the way, uh, good news for the Texas basketball team in terms of the transfer portal. These names we've been talking about the last couple days have both ended up at Texas, uh, Zarek Onyeme Any- uh, from UTEP, going to have to learn that one, and uh, Chindal Weaver from UTA, uh, the guard, has transferred to Texas as well. He averaged 10-5 and 5 as a freshman, and again, Onyeme was at UTEP. So good news there, Zay. both those guys are going to transfer to Texas.
0: Look at Coach Terry listening, getting us them African brothers. How about I'm telling that? you. I'm telling you, I know he ain't from Africa, Africa, but African name, Uh African roots like that, super athletic. Very talented kid, especially with Shedrick and DeSue here. That's big time. And if you look at Weaver, he's a kid with a lot of potential in the WAC, was a freshman, uh, first-team all-freshman. I think he was a freshman of the year, actually, and his athleticism, little shades of smaller Zach Levine to me. Okay. Yeah, super bouncy. And plenty
2: of eligibility Yeah. if he was just a freshman freshman last year. All right, uh, let's get into the flex segment here, and we'll talk some baseball playoffs. They got underway last night. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Alrighty, why don't we start with Zay's Bowie Bulldog. Zay, for nothing nothing was the score. And for an old man like me, I love hearing about a complete game shutout because there's a lot of specialization going on. But sometimes it just, just takes one man. And this man was Jonathan Gonzalez. Complete game shutout for Bowie. They are up one game to none. It's Vista Ridge, they're playing, I believe. Yes, correct. Yes. So, up one game to none. Your
0: Bowie Bulldogs looking good. Hey, one game at a time. That's it. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Cam, uh, was this at home or away? Was this at Burger Center or the Vista Ridge area?
1: I believe it was a uh, home game for Vista Ridge. um, I'll double check that for you, real quick.
0: Okay, I appreciate it. Well, if it is, definitely got to like that. Maybe come back south, get the job done. But, yeah, again, one game at a time. You can never get too far ahead of yourselves. It's a big win, but you got to complete the series in order to move on.
2: There you go. All right, so Bowie got the win, 4 to nothing. Westlake beat Vandergriff in game one of that series, 5-3. to three. Congrats to the Hutto Hippos. They got a 4-3 win in their first game. That was a home game for them. Now they go on the road uh, to try to close it out. And then uh, Cameron Parker, you got a good look at those Round Rock Dragons. Cameron, if you don't know, calling the, the Round Rock games this season. We talked to him about it yesterday. Round Rock and Buta Johnson uh, got it started 4-1. Round Rock gets the win. Uh, Cameron, what did you see and how did Sikora look?
1: Yeah, Travis Sikora on the bump last night. Um, he, You know, he, he's just an incredible talent. Uh, and it was an incredible environment, too. I've not seen a high school baseball game packed like it was last night. I mean – even Buta Johnson brought, like, their cowbell cheerleader section that was taking up, like, a oh. quarter of the stands. To wow, say, man, you know, they you know, travel well. Yeah. They
0: travel well in every sport. I cover them in Roger Wallace on KBVO. If In the playoffs, they travel well, and they will go wherever that Buta Johnson crew.
1: The bus pulled up. I was like, man, is Christopher Walken going to be coming out? Because they're, like, 40 <laughs> deep walking into the Dragon Diamond. <laughs> But a, good, oh but a great God. win great win for Round Rock. And I was really impressed with Buda Johnson and Coach Durham. This is the first year they've been up to 6A guys. It came from 5A last year, of course. Had a great regional semifinalist run. And it's been tough in 6A, but they kind of turned it on down the stretch. And you can tell they're a battle, battle-tested team. And, and Coach Durham wasn't sure what he was going to do with his pitching rotation. Uh, started a freshman last night. He, he took two sophomores out of the bullpen. Uh, it was a pitching committee to try and get, to go against Round Rock. And the Dragons... Put together a lot of hits, just could not get any runs, but they scored four, and that was enough. And Buda Johnson, did get a run off of Travis Secor, which not a lot of teams can say, but it's tough to win baseball games when you only score a run. So we'll see what Coach Durham t- does tonight. I'm, I'm expecting to see Clark Scallion on the mound for Buta Johnson. He's been their number one guy this season. And then for Round Rock, probably Tanner Jackson, Kate Algar, first one out of the bullpen. But it should be a, a really fun matchup, and I'm hoping that, you know, obviously if Round Rock wins, I get to do more work, but, you know, that... Brown Rock-Westlake matchup that we talked about earlier this week here on the Flex segment when I came on with you guys. That's lingering, and Westlake, you know, they took care of Vandergriff last night, got to do it again. That's a really tough Viper team that has been dealing with a lot of injuries. So I'm really hoping we get some Centex teams to make it deep. But so far, a good Thursday for a lot of Syntax teams and continue on this weekend.
0: Cam, for the Dragons and just anybody else during this time of the year in high school baseball, how do you go about game to game? Do you start your ace in game one? Because like you said, another team, they're starting their ace in game two with, with Round Rock. Like, where are they at moving forward? You know, just having enough arms. Is everybody going to be ready to play tonight? Like, how is coach going to go about things?
1: Yeah, I think for, for most teams, they'll just start their number one guy. But if you're a team coming in against a guy like Travis Secor I mean, this is a guy who was mocked to go 55th overall in the 2023 MLB draft. So, Coach Durham was coming in, and he was like, hey, let me think of a way to um, be strategic with, with my pitching. I think that's why he went with C.J. Hansford last night, the freshman, going with Scallion, possibly tonight. I don't know. It's probable. These two teams met earlier in the season, say, and he threw one of his top starters. And I, I'm guessing that Coach Durham probably just wanted – to instead of throwing out a guy that Round Rock's already seen pitch against him, go with someone different and just try and throw various things. I mean, one of the guys that came in last night, one of the sophomores, he's only pitched a third on the varsity level. And the other guy who came in, two and two wow. thirds. So he went early to the JV guys, and that shows a lot a lot of trust, especially on a road environment like that. So Coach, I mean, Coach Durham, he's a great coach. It's the reason why. Bute Johnson's had so much success, but they answer your question say, I think it's just depending on the team, the matchup. I mean, not often you get to go against a guy like Travis Secor on the other side. So, but they came and they played really well and excited for, for game two.
2: Best of luck to all the area teams in the high school baseball playoffs. Remember, if you're following things, go. At FLXATX on your social media. Uh, also, we would let you know that Cameron is at Cameron D Parker on Twitter. Uh, he'll be getting some things out for you as well, calling those Round Rock games. So give him a follow. Also, uh, congrats to Westlake linebacker Nathan Blue uh, throughout a tweet announcing he is committed to Abilene Christian, and that is what it is all about with the flex stuff. Uh, these uh, kids getting the getting to that next level. If that's part of their story. And for Nathan, it is headed to Abilene Christian, ACU. uh, And he put out the tweet there. Uh, You can check out all that stuff at FlexATX. Also, the Wednesday night Flex show with Cameron, Zach, and the crew. Ed Small stopped by to talk to the guys. We talked about that this week. You can go check that out, flexatx.com, or just at FlexATX on your social media as the baseball playoffs continue. We've also talked about, of course, the NBA playoffs. We were talking Boston-Philly Earlier tonight, Zay, it may be the last stand for Phoenix. They've got to get this win. Denver's up 2-0. Phoenix at home. Are we finally going to see the Suns come up with an idea that actually works for 48 minutes?
0: It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I don't know what Chris Paul's availability is tonight. We saw him hurt that groin. I don't think it's looking good. We know him at age 38 and the history that he's had with injuries. I wouldn't expect Chris Paul to play tonight. So their backup point guard is Cameron Payne, who he's a solid backup. But during this time of the year, if you're someone like Jamal Murray, you're licking your chops. Now, that's not the matchup that Murray gets. They've been putting a corgi on him. But, yeah, I just – DeAndre Ayton is playing soft, and we know he's no joker, but when you're the former number one pick, everybody was expecting him to be like a baby Joel Embiid coming out of Arizona a few years ago. And, these, you know, when you defer to Chris Paul and defer to Devin Booker like he did in that 2021 run when they went to the finals and lost to Milwaukee – I don't know if he's developed the way that he should be. Again, you should he should be a guy you could throw the ball to, and he could go get you a bucket at any time. He's not that. You have to create for him right. in order for him to be successful, whether that's, you know, driving the lane and his man steps up and you hit him with the alley-oop or a bounce pass that leads to a dunk or, you know, just – he's not that Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic type of guy offensively. And defensively, Jokic is doing whatever he wants with him.
2: And he really does look lost at times defensively. It's
0: bad, it's, it's, and it's very sad. You know, I, He's just too talented to be playing the well, way he's playing. But you also got to remember Kevin Durant's only played like 15, 16 games with this squad, and you're playing such meaningful basketball against a really good team in the Denver Nuggets that not too many people respect. I don't know why. Maybe it's the time difference, and they were playing late-night games or, you know, just because we haven't seen Murray these last few years since the bubble and him tearing his ACL. I don't know, but I was talking to our guy Jack earlier, like they're my pick to win the West. Like, they don't have many weaknesses. Denver My, is. Denver yeah. is. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr., he's a stud. I remember him coming out of high school. He was supposed to be like the next Durant. And then he had, a, like, back issues and stuff, and he dropped in the draft. And Denver, they got him, and that was a huge steal. Now, he still had to deal with a couple of injuries here and there throughout his tenure and or with the Nuggets, but – When he's healthy at 6'10", the jumper that he has, Aaron Gordon, what he's provided coming from Orlando, him checking Durant, like that's been a solid matchup. He's making Durant really work, definitely did in game two, while Octavius Caldwell-Pope and those guys are hounding Devin Booker. So for Monty Williams, you're praying that KD and Book combine for 40 like over 35 I think that's their only chance if those guys could get you around 70 you have a shot but that's tough to ask from them every single night especially with the attention that Denver given them
2: if you're Williams and for that matter if you're Devin Booker isn't this the game especially without Chris Paul and by the way what I'm hearing today is it might not just be tonight it might be games three and four. Oh
0: yeah not surprised one bit that
2: Paul may not be able to go in that case don't you have to go to Kevin Durant and say, you came here for a reason, you are you for a reason, you have got to lead us here. It's got to be you. Like, to me, Durant may need, like, 40-45 and let Booker be the second, the secondary scorer.
0: Yeah, but with all the injuries that he's had, can you ask him that? Like, he might be able to do that for one night, but uh-huh. can you ask him that for four more games Four more dubs? Like, they're already down 2-0. They cannot lose tonight. Obviously, history shows go down 0-3. You're donezo. No matter if you win the next two games or not, you're donezo. Eventually, you're going to get worn down. So, tonight. uh,
2: And how many minutes for those two guys? We've talked about that. Right. Right. They I mean it feels like they need
0: to go forty-eight, but you gotta give them some rest. You got Warren on the bench, he's not playing. You got Terrence Ross on the bench, he's not playing. Both of those guys are veterans that have been pretty solid in this league. If, you know, obviously they're not superstar guys, but those guys aren't getting any minutes at all. And it makes absolutely no sense. Like, I thought when Terrence Ross came from Orlando, he would be a big 3-and-D type guy for the Suns. Mm-hmm. Monty Williams won't even play him, so I don't know what's going on there, but it's a lot to ask for Durant at this point of his career to go get you 40 for four straight games. Like, he's he's not that same Durant that we saw a couple of years ago where his foot was on the line against the Milwaukee Bucks, and if he right. made that three, they would be in the finals instead of Milwaukee. Like, he's not that guy. He's had a lot of injuries since then, and – that's a lot to ask for him, him and
2: Booker. It is a step-on-your-neck kind of game for Denver. Let's see how they respond. If you saw it, Jokic was in, be doing a little deal with the media, kind of joked around a little bit. I didn't take it as a blast on Phoenix, but nowadays you're trying to find everything you can. He was asked about, oh, what do you think Phoenix is going to do? And he's like, oh, I think they'll just give up. I think they'll just give up. And he was being sarcastic, yeah. and he was trying to be funny, but I'm thinking, you know what? Somebody in that Phoenix locker room will get offended. Let's see if Phoenix gets mad tonight and wins it. Uh, Denver obviously has a chance to really, uh, really show that they're better and finish that series effectively what, tonight.
0: What's so scary about Denver, Chad? Jamal Murray, with the game that he had in game one, just absolutely dominate and take over. He was awful in game two. And they still worked the hell out of the Phoenix Suns. They did. With Nikola Jokic. So. Who are you going to stop? Who are you yeah. going to pay attention to? Because that's been the issue these last few years. The Nuggets haven't been able to get over that hump because Jamal Murray hasn't been available. Like, when they're healthy, we saw they were in the Western Conference Finals in the bubble. They end up losing to very young, younger LeBron James and Anthony Davis when he was the most healthy he's ever been.
2: Kind of an interesting comparison right now with Boston and Denver. Boston to win a game where Tatum was that bad and then them to win the game when Murray wasn't a, wasn't effective. It wasn't the guy. Yeah. Right? The, the fact that they both got easy wins in those cases, um, obviously easier for Boston, but by the end, Denver controlled that game too. We'll see what happens tonight. Everything on ESPN, 630 Boston-Philly, 9 o'clock is Denver and Phoenix. Coming up, it's where we at in society with Zay. Jeff Ketchum of Orange Blood's coming up at 2.05. We'll get his thoughts on the current Texas basketball situation with the two transfers coming in. Also, we'll get his thoughts on the passing of Lance Blanks. It is the Mullet Open out here at Hyatt Lost Pines in Bastrop. Uh, the tournament continues. It is a hot, hot day out here. We hope you are staying cool wherever you are. It's The Horn. <laughs>
0: on your ways, front way, back way, you know that even I don't, I don't, play. don't play, not safe, but I never yeah. run away, yeah. even when yeah. I'm away, O-T-O-T. O-T-O-T, there's never
2: much love when we go, O-T. Chad, I stay with you on a pray pray Friday, one
0: piece. I pray, I pray. say, do I have any shot at this, yeah, you should, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll give you the hint for this one, alright, give me a hint, Toronto, Raptors, <laughs> drake there we
2: go right. there we go that was a nice easy one for us <laughs> i appreciate it yeah that means you were in a good mood on that one thank you so much do i need to listen to a drake album does this yes. need to happen
0: yeah yeah yes. jack's shaking his head no Cam- cameron's
2: jumping 100%. in jack jack shakes his head no, but cameron and, and they say yes you so cameron too. you're in you're in for drake i should listen to drake
1: i'm so excited for his concert here in september it will be my third time seeing drake
0: Oh, okay. Yo, Drake, I know – I mean, uh, Cam, I'm sorry. I know the women out there are crazy. What's it like? Because I've never been. And I used to hear about <laughs> Bobby Brown concerts and R. Kelly concerts. You know, that's – uh, shake your head on that now. But I know Drake be bringing them out, Cam. I know he do.
1: Yeah, so I saw him in Houston. That's, that's a different type of females. Um saw him in Austin the first time. <laughs>
0: What?
2: Different type of females, <laughs> ladies
0: and gentlemen. You're going to have to elaborate, Cam. What is-
1: <laughs> I mean, it's just a different demographic, so it depends on what you're looking for. Because, like, if you go up to Dallas, you know, the Dallas concert's going to have a different crowd than, like, the Portland, uh, Oregon okay. versus, you know, it, the Houston. Right. I know. I, Houston's I know more lit. Houston's it. way I'm, more lit than any, yeah. any yeah. other area.
0: Right. And plus, he has those Houston ties. Like, Drake loves Houston.
1: Yeah, he he's loves He's going okay. to bring out someone, someone famous as well.
2: So one of the things I just got to experience this year, and this is obviously particular crowds, but one was in Houston, one was in Dallas, I mean, one was in Austin. So taking my daughter to see Harry Styles and taking my daughter to see Taylor Swift, when you are in a crowd that is obviously high percentage of women, there's a scream at both concerts. But the scream differentiation between we love you and we want you is very different. Yeah, that even though it was less people in the Moody Center, that scream for Harry Styles, it felt a little more. Oh, they they tear him apart.
0: Oh, yeah. Like
2: they'd rip his arms off versus the Taylor thing, which had a little more respect. We're at NRG 60,000 plus. It was more respectful. We love you, Taylor. You're so awesome. But that Harry thing. whoo, yeah, he, he, he needs security. Yeah, he absolutely needs to. Yeah. I think so Drake I, gives so, that vibe too, So man. I can't imagine what Drake must need. Because the women at the Drake shows are obviously older on average than what you're dealing with at a at a Harry Styles show, I'm guessing. Yeah. Right? Huh? You're going to have probably on average an older. Not by much, but yeah. But A little, a little yeah. bit of maybe an older female crowd there. Okay. Uh, yeah, Drake coming to town. You said that's in September?
1: Yeah, September 11th, Monday night.
2: Mo- Moody's got a lot of great shows, man. That's a cool venue um, already. Uh, it's already getting its love, and it deserves it. It's a cool place for yeah, shows. Yeah, if we
0: did a Drake album review, I don't know which album we would do because he has so many. I don't know which one's considered his best. I don't want to do the first one, thank me later. What do you think, Cam? Cameron? Would be the t- yeah. uh, where he's sitting at the table, thank me. Yeah,
1: something? I think um, Take Care, right? Or, uh, take
0: Care. Yeah, where he's at the table. Care. Looks like okay. he's have a be... very exquisite Italian meal.
1: Yeah, I think that's the that's the one, but like that's a different type. That's like the feels Drake. So I, I don't I don't know if if Chad is into in the feels. You know, I don't know. That's that's, that's a good the, question.
0: What Drake? What did he just say? The feels Drake. For, so when you know Drake's talking about depression and stuff, like his women leaving them. Oh, and, like feelings. Yeah, feelings. Feelings. Yeah. What's the other Drake?
2: That's I'm a badass Drake. Yeah, badass rapping Drake. Which do y'all prefer? For me, rapping Drake. You like the badass? What about you, Camp?
0: You okay? Yeah, with
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah. But like, so. Um, what, there was the mixtape one, I can't remember the name. There was that and then there was the one with Future, but that's a, that's a duet ooh,
0: album.
1: Ooh. That's his best mixtape, but that's with Future, so. <laughs> all
0: right. The one with Future, we might have to do that one. Okay.
2: All right. We'll have to keep it in mind. Uh, we'll see where the album swap discussion goes next week. Uh, yesterday Zay said tri- uh, Tribe Called Quest is where I'm headed next yes. week and I yeah. and I think I'm going to finally send me- send Zay down the Metallica path Next week, I'm ready for that. I think next week's I'm gonna ready be for that. that's gonna be your intro to Metallica next week. So
0: now I'm I'm torn because somebody on our specs text line asked me yesterday, Zay, which album, which Tribe albums, better, A Low End Theory, which came out in '91, or Midnight Marauders, which came out in '93.
2: Now you told me to go Low End Theory, didn't you? Yeah,
0: because I feel like it. It wouldn't be accurate to just jump to Midnight Marauders. I'm not ready for that. Yeah, I think you have to go <laughs> low end theory. They have an album that came out before that, but low End theory might be a top ten hip-hop album of all time. So okay, same with Midnight Marauders. You could argue that, too. Midnight Marauders, personally, that's my favorite. But I wouldn't feel comfortable if you haven't heard both you listening to midnight marauders and not listening most
2: importantly you, i want you to feel comfortable okay thank you yes i want you to feel comfortable yeah okay that's what i want that's fair thank uh, you because we know you're going to be uh we know you're going to be getting some weirdness uh from whatever my choices are but we'll have uh, we'll have that next week all right let's get to a little where we at in society let's see what zay wants to talk about today
0: where are we at in society today all right zay where are we going Back to the NBA, this is an interesting take and story. We know when guys get traded during the midseason and they go to another team Mm -hmm. and the team that traded them goes off to win a championship, those guys who were traded, they're eligible to get rings, uh, right, okay. Which I don't agree with, but Cause, whatever. Because then if you wrap around to the next season,
2: when they go back through town, they'll get them a ring sometimes.
0: Sometimes. Sometimes you usually see that player end up playing in the playoffs with that team, and then they'll get traded in the off season. Then they'll come back home. Okay. I'm talking about midseason trades. Like, you weren't even a part of the playoffs. You're already gone. Right, okay. So Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook were working out together recently Mm -hmm. and Patrick Beverly said on his podcast when him and Russ were talking they were saying yo if the Lakers win I want my ring Russ told Pat and Pat doubled down and said you know what you're right I want my ring too wow okay so both of those guys are ringless both of those guys pretty tough guys you know where they're Hard on their sleeve. They play very hard. They're very similar. Obviously, Russell's going to be a Hall of Famer, and Pat Bev will be a Hall of Fame taunter. But yes. now, they're both very similar in their intensity and in how Pat, they look at the game. Where'd Pat Bev end up? Are they both Clippers? No, Pat Bev went from Lakers to Chicago. Chicago, that's right. Okay, right. And then Westbrook's obviously Clippers. Yes. Right, okay, sorry, go ahead. So, yeah, both of those guys think they deserve rings if the Lakers were to hoist up the championship this season.
2: See, I'm going to be – here's where I'm going to be the, the stickler. I'm going to say, to me, you got to be on the team at the start of the playoffs. Yes. The start of the playoff run. I will say that is the – the line, because I know when you get to the playoffs in, like, the NHL, when they're determining what names go on the Stanley Cup, if you get all the way there, I think you have to declare, like, what a playoff roster is in Major League Baseball. You have to say, what is your playoff roster? And I don't think, at least I, wouldn't ho- I would hope not, if I'm playing with a baseball team in game 20, but then I'm cut middle of the season, if I'm not there when, we, when they start the playoffs, I don't think I get a ring. No, you don't deserve it. That's just me. Cameron Parker, what do you think? guy gets cut rings rings if the Lakers win do these guys deserve a ring
1: so I think say and Chad you guys know how I feel about Russell Westbrook he's probably my favorite basketball player of all time the Lakers and this this is tough this is tough to say Lakers got better when they let Russ go mm. so okay. I'm I'm of the opinion that he don't give it to him but I know it is this, I know Anderson show I think he got a ring in 2016 um from the Cavs, even though he was on the Warriors technically because he played, I think, uh, what, half the season or maybe even more of that. I think Tory Craig got one a few years ago from the, was it the uh, Bucks suns uh, finals? So, uh, I don't know. I, I think, I, I don't think they should get rings, but, you know, I understand why they're asking for it because for what Russ went through and all the crap he got from the L.A. media and the NBA media and what he did in L.A. with the Clippers, Maybe he deserves something. I think from the Lakers, maybe some, maybe some money.
2: But see, the thing is, I think I think Cameron just laid the argument out too. Not that this adds to it for me, because again, I'll just draw the line and say playoffs. But they made moves in the middle of the season to get better, to then get themselves to where they might go win a championship. Well, you were part of them changing to get better. So
0: if you were part of what was discarded, then no. Yeah. Why would you get a ring for that? Yeah, they were That's starting Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook together. So think about D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves being taken out the lineup and Pat Bev and Russ being in there, and Cam's 100% right. They were trashed this year. That's why they got the boot. That's why they got traded. Right. And so like, the D'Angelo and Austin Reeves have stepped in and done a really good job. Like if I'm married to somebody
2: and we get divorced – and then she goes on to this really happy life, and they are married for 30 years, and they're having, like, an anniversary party. Do I get to go? Do I have to go? Because I was part of – well, you know, I, I was part of the – what? You know, the whole thing, right? I was there. The, no. <laughs> I was part of it at one point, but now I'm not a part of But, you know, they went on to be this great couple. Right, without you. Yeah. I wouldn't have been a part of all that. Just like Russell's not a part of any of this. Once it's Once you make that deal and you move on, I don't
0: understand it. And it's just kind of the – does everybody get a trophy type of thing? Like, how soft are we? Earn it. Earn it. Russ, Pat, Bev, y'all don't deserve it. Sorry. Y'all were there at training camp. Y'all weren't there for the parade. Yeah. Now,
2: I'll say this. If, I'm, if we're game 55 of a Major League Baseball season and I get hurt and I'm still on the team – well, yeah, I get a ring. Yes, you get a ring, right? Rent. I've yes. made, I've made a con- my contribution. I've made starts, and I am still a member of the team. And I'm, i whatever. Maybe I still travel. You're with in the, team. the locker room. You're back. giving guys
0: advice. Sure. You're still going to dinners with guys. You're still a part of the squad. That's completely different. Yeah,
2: that exactly. That I think is fine. But yeah, I don't know. I do like the idea that those are the two guys that are talking about it. That's <laughs> such a perfect story. Well, like we all couldn't have written two better people to be bitching about that exact thing than russell and pat bev
0: well think of, they used to hate each other cam knows pat bev took russ out the playoffs okay see they could have went to the finals that year and pat bev they got into that little tussle where i don't know they need knees or something and oh russ was, yeah, yeah russ yeah. was out for the rest of the series and russ had always <laughs> was salty about it and it took this year for those guys to be friends they realized oh we're a lot more alike you and i when mm-hmm. they got to training camp, and they're like, why did we have beef this whole time? Oh, yeah, you ruined my leg that one year, and I've been salty ever since. Now we're cool because we're the same type of petty.
2: I'm happy that they get along, and they can go out and buy those necklaces that, the, that we had back in the day that say best friends. Oh, And stop. one of you wears one half, and one of you wears the other half, but you don't get the ring if LeBron gets the ring. I'm sorry. Go get yourself some jewelry. I'm glad you get along. Yeah. You don't need the ring. No. And also for, to both of them, because both of them don't have a ring, correct? No, they don't. I would ask both to their face. This is how you want it? This is how you want right? it. Right. I'd rather be I'd rather be Charles Barkley or Karl Malone. Oh, hell yeah. At that point. Yes. I'd rather be the guy be that, that John says. John
0: Stockton, Allen Iverson, rather be all those guys.
2: I just never got the job done. Rather than, oh, yeah, I got a, I got a ring. Did you? With what team? (laughs) What Lakers team? You weren't on that team. What are you talking about? Oh, man, I was on that team on Christmas. Yeah, was they he... got rid of you and won because they got rid of you. Yeah, right? You were part of the trade. You were part of what they jettisoned. Oh, okay. Alright. You were the trash. Congratulations. You were tr- trash they got rid of. Alright. Uh, 2 o'clock hour coming up. We'll talk to Jeff Ketchum of OrangeBloods.com. We'll tell you why May 5th and maybe a little May 6th matters to us. We are at the Mullet Open. The 22nd Annual Mullet Open. How time flies. Shout out to the Burke Center for Youth. Uh, one of the big, um, the big things that they're benefiting out here thanks to all the great sponsors for helping out so much of this uh, money that is raised uh, with the tournament goes to the Burke Center for youth to shout out to those young men and uh, all the stuff that that program does coming up your two o'clock hour on the horn